Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome into another episode of the Primetime Titans with a Mongo win against the Indianapolis Colts. Um, we're all excited and here to break it down for you guys. A 19-10 win over our arch rival from Indianapolis. We, are, we have now swept them on the season. Mike Vrabel continues to assert his dominance over our foes from the north. Um, and those Indianapolis fans who came to Nashville, you, you circled this one on the calendar, thought, hey, we're going to go experience downtown Nashville, go to Broadway, uh, going to be a big Colts game. Hopefully we get a big Colts win. You're going home, and you're empty-handed. And I hope it feels good to go home empty-handed again from, Na from Nissan Stadium. And in a couple years, you're going to be going home empty-handed from a brand new stadium with a dome, you're not going to have the nicest stadium in the AFC South anymore. I'm sorry. It's not going to be you guys. It's going to be us. And we're going to be hosting the Super Bowls and the Final Fours and the college football playoffs, and you guys aren't. So once again, Nashville asserting its dominance over Indianapolis, the second-tier little brother city, I'll have you know, the, the lesser of the blue in the AFC South. Overall, just the worst franchise in sports so Indianapolis welcome uh, to your future we are going to dominate you from here on out and with that welcome in Mr. Primetime Titan himself Johnny Cash hello I'm Johnny Cash I hear the train a coming it's rolling around a bend And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom Prison And time keeps dragging on But that train keeps rolling On down the side I'm Alright, here we go. Prime Time Titans. Uh, it's JG. This is Pettit. It's Robert. For some reason, I uh, am just every episode choosing a different way of saying primetime titans in like a weird way well, like but anyways here we are uh massive 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 colts win i believe it was just described as mongo mongo last podcast yes mongo win against the colts not colts win colts did not win we won 19 to 10 offense did not score a touchdown oh uh Shout out Andrew Adams for the pick six. Uh, better and than your boy Josh, Josh Kalu. <laughs> Would Josh Kalu have done that, Pettit? No. No, no, yeah. no. No, Andrew <laughs> Adams is great. Big, big shout out to him. We're now. And Randy Bullock. Oh, yeah? We're now five and six in our last six Colts games. Uh, and five. Uh, Wait. We've won five of the last six. Oh, okay. Colts I was games. like. <laughs> We've swept them two years in a row, so yeah. they can suck it. Um, three and O boys in my snake draft choices. There you go. Three and O, massive. Yeah, I got. I had to stockpile the wins because I picked the Eagles with my second pick. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I mean, I, I think Pettit. I'm going to let you start because you actually were talking a lot about <laughs> it before we were recording. I was like, Pettit, we got to let's. Save that for the pot. This is some great stuff. So, you're you're pumped. You're excited. I, I just I want to hear what you thought. Uh, pumped and excited is one way to to describe <laughs> it. Um, 
again our offense is is really really bad <laughs> but uh yeah maybe can maybe throw confused in there as well well i was just talking about how big of an impact bud dupree being back is and uh, monty hooker being back because uh amani hooker you know instead of because andrew adams is playing so well putting amani hooker back in the game they were like well now both those guys need to be on the field so they put Amani Hooker down at uh nickel and he was playing the slot and covering the slot and then they were putting Andrew Adams up at, at he safety. was everywhere yeah Hooker, Hooker was everywhere so yeah Monty Hooker I think had 10 tackles and Andrew Adams had 10 tackles so they were just both being on the field were huge both made big plays Andrew Adams had a pick Amani Hooker recovered a fumble um it just allowed it allowed some guys to get off the field like Josh Kalu and I don't I mean because Terrence Mitchell was still on the field, but uh, yeah, he had the big, he had the he had the final turnover. He caused the final fumble. Yeah, to win and the game. Terrence Mitchell. Terrence Mitchell did. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. punched it out, and we were able to move Roger McCreary out to the outside. Yeah, maybe Terrence Mitchell is actually good as long as he's not getting boxed out by Matt Collins. <laughs> so <laughs> as long as we don't play like a six-six receiver, maybe he he's good when he actually has a good safety behind him with some support. Yeah. So again, he's a heck of a lot better than Farley. <laughs> yeah, but either way, w- adding adding Amani Hooker was massive because with how Andrew Adams is playing was great. Again, I still think the linebacker play was really bad. I thought that was. I thought David Long played well. You know, yeah, no, he David Long. He was the only one. But what I'm saying is like Dylan Cole, Dylan Cole. and I think Why Schobert that still Monty Rice had a awesome tackle on kickoff. Yeah, and he went absolutely. Guys, I'm not. I'm not kidding. He, he went pumped. crazy. Yeah. Did you just say? Did you show it on the should. broadcast? Yeah, it should. He was jumping up and down and waving his arms for like a minute and a half. <laughs> of the man missed constant he, he missed like football. Th- I know that doesn't sound like a long time, but if you just think about jumping up and down, uh, going as crazy as you can for <laughs> 90 straight seconds, like that's a long time. That's a long time. <laughs> and it, he ran into the into the like the stanchion, like the wall, the Titans wall, the stanchion. Yeah, you know that's what it, that's what it's called. I don't think I've, I've ever never heard, heard that, that either. <laughs> he like runs past the goalpost and like like the tunnel? runs no like like into the wall. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Into the blue wall. Yeah, he just he ru- and he just hits it. It showed him go crazy. It didn't show him go that crazy though. It was like he lost his mind. <laughs> anyway, I was like, well, the man's <laughs> clearly healthy. You Can we yeah, get him on the field? <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why he didn't play. He lost his mind. <laughs> that's for this injury report. Can't find it. <laughs> Well, we need him. Might still be. We need him somewhere. to. We need him to start playing over Dylan Cole. Yes, we yeah. do. Yeah. So that was honestly besides the linebacker like Dylan Cole and Schobert, uh, defense played very very well. I thought. I mean, they were pretty dominant on the Colts, and but it was the offense. I mean, it was weird. Like they got kind of down to the red zone a few times and nothing. I I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, it was weird. The things that we like that stat that we've done well this year on uh with the red zone efficiency like being really really good at it that it just wasn't a thing yesterday and when the first couple times that, that happened uh even with the pick six i was starting to get a little worried that that was going to lead us to losing because we weren't doing that that main stat like we weren't doing that well at it and that was one of the things that we were doing well in previous games that was allowing us to win yeah so that was starting to concern me that we weren't gonna convert on those to where we're gonna end up losing this game i mean but alas we did not (laughs) barely barely (laughs) 
Again, they are make Titans are making us nervous every single game. Every single game, every game, like the Malik Willis. Uh, can we talk about the Malik Willis play? The yeah, fumble? let's do it. So, I am. I'm not upset about trying to get Malik Willis involved. Uh, I wish that it wasn't so like such a trickery type play. Just put him in Wildcat. Like he can still potentially throw it. But, like, just have a play where he directly gets the ball to do the sweep like that. Also, do we does it did we practice it in practice? Because Malik Willis didn't show that he knows how to take a handoff. Because he – I don't know. Did you see it, Robert? I don't know. I, I, we, we could see it on the Jumbotron a little bit. It he looked tried like – He didn't do the normal, like, handoff where you put your, like, uh, I guess inside arm up yeah. or whatever. He – Tried to like grab it like a basket, so I mean he, it was uh, so confusing. He did it. Did Tannehill? Tannehill got hurt the play before or the, the drive, drive before. before. Yeah, it was the and drive it looked before. like he also struggled to turn around on that foot and yes. hand it to Malik. Correct. I I still think the way Malik Willis was trying to get the ball led led to it being a fumble. Gotcha. But it did look like he had to hurry, and it was quick. I just, like, I, I, like I said, I really do like trying to get Malik Willis involved. The dude can run, like, I, he's a good runner. He's a good football player. Yeah. He's showed his talent in the preseason. I know it was against backups, but he's still making some impressive runs. Do you mm-hmm. guys think he gets involved more now that I don't think a coach can just, like, leave a guy that has potential like Malik Willis with a fumble for the rest of the season like that. Yeah, I think we'll still I think we'll try and get him involved again. Well, so I mean we, we in the in the Why not? In the at the end of the first half he we had just converted a second and two and it would look like it might have been like a third and one and they sit Malik Willis out there and Tannehill. And they may have been planning to run the jet sweep and then uh the 2 minute warning hit or like the end of the quarter hit and and that was before Tan Hill's injury yeah right and we were all excited like oh Malik Willis is in and then and then the quarter hit and then he didn't come back out so yeah um it looks like they're trying to get him involved more and listen we've been very critical of Todd Downing on this podcast I am have been very critical of Todd Downing I give him a thumb you know kudos for trying to create a play to get one of our best athletes the football in space. Like I, I like the fact that he designed a jet sweep to Malik Willis. I think it's creative. Um, it didn't work, and got to go back and practice it. And that's execution. That could be on coaches, could be on players. But for as much criticism as he's received, and even received after the game about the lack of creativity on offense, like he is trying now. Whether he's capable of achieving. The level that we want him to get to, I don't know, but he does try every now and then <laughs> to come up with creative plays. Yeah. Um, but one of the the biggest issues that I think we're we're facing right now is can anybody name our four active wide receivers? Yeah, I mean for the game yesterday it was Robert Woods, NWI, Cody Hollister, and Mason Kinsey. Yes. Those are the only four. Those are the receivers. four active receivers on our roster. 
And guess well, Kyle which, Phillips usually, but he was hurt for the game. Guess which one of our? I I don't think uh, Mason Kinsey took a ran a route. Yeah, he did. He caught a pass for like three yards. Oh, yeah, he was out there. Well, of the five, I, he is not on the stat list. Of the five <laughs> receivers we had, including our two tight ends, only one of them averaged more separation than the league average. Uh, Cody Hollister. Cody Hollister. <laughs> nope. Robert Woods. Austin, Austin Hooper. Hooper. He averaged 3.51 yards of separation. The average is 2.9. Cody Hollister say, averaged 2.5. Robert Woods averaged 1.3. Oh. Westbrook Akina, 0.9. And Ngaku averaged 0.4. So I just burped nobody. a little bit because of NWI. Who's I mean, Ngaku? That is terrible. Our tight end. Okonkwo. Oh, Okonkwo. <laughs> I was thinking of – I was mixing it with uh, – Ngakwe? Yeah, I was mixing the two. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I was mixing, mixing the two. Like, but did I? Miss I was a ma- I, something. <laughs> I was picturing. We tight end. Who is the, the random <laughs> practice squad guy that we got this week? <laughs> My bad. Uh, again, which, which Robert Woods was going against Stephon Gilmore all game, so you know he might that yard of separation. Thirty year old on thirty year old. Yeah, might be a little low. <laughs> now I gotta say, Robert Woods. He he's probably never going to be the big separation guy, but that guy is a hard worker. He's a classic Titans wide receiver. I like just, we had him lead blocking, we had him lead blocking on a couple of Derek plays, and he was getting in there and laying the wood. I mean, he is a very very good player for nice. us in our offense. Is he going to be uh, the number one receiver to replace AJ Brown? Clearly not. <laughs> I my that guy's is, hurt right now. My thing is, AJ's I mean, hurt. No, I'm saying the guy who's going to do that. I was hurt. hurt right now. Is it just me? But I, I really do feel like he should be re- like getting a high majority of the targets. He should. He yeah, should and be. I understand that but that, that, yeah, that separation, separation. I, that is a concerning amount. But like, let's let's do our best to get him open. Like, I mean, we you know threw the mean? ball 20 times. Like he's a talented player. Hilarious <laughs> in the NFL today that you only throw the football 20 times, and. But I'm oh like my this has been an, this has been one of my problems with Tannehill going back to even our 2019 team. Remember when I would just get on this horn and yell about not throwing AJ Brown the ball? He yeah. needed to, he needed to get the ball 15 times a game. Not only do we put people out there who can't separate and who can't create explosive plays, but Tannehill throws it to them. Like at a certain point, you got to look at your matchups and say we've got maybe one or two guys on the field right now. That we want to get the football. Yeah, I got in the car on the way to. I had to go to like a family birthday thing, and I started watching the game in my house, and then got in the car to listen to the radio on the way over. And uh, I think Mike Keith. It was either Mike Keith. I, don't, I think it was Mike Keith in the car was saying that the play of the drive was the twenty-seven yard pass to Cody Hollister. I <laughs> yes, and you know what? I need to say this too. <laughs> Todd Downing schemed a play to get Cody Hollister a 27-yard catch. <laughs> that is hard to do, ladies and I gentlemen. I did hear, though. So, like, I saw the drive. I saw the drive on the TV, but then I heard, like, the recap of the drive in the car. So, as I saw the drive on the TV, the I think Catalan was the CBS announcer, and he was like, a really good route by number eight, Cody Hollister. <laughs> And I'm just sitting here like, no way. I thought I'd never see the day. And I thought, I literally, in my head, I was thinking to myself, 
we're about to have a Cody Hollister game. He's about to go off, and that he didn't. That's all he did. Yeah. Well, you know, they're doing the best they can with with their talent. It's not a criticism of them. I mean, clearly, we've won four in a row. So, and that's – okay, and that brings me to another point that I wanted to make is I've been critical of Ryan Tannehill. I'm still not on the Ryan Tannehill train, but that man is tough as nails. He sits back there behind, if not the worst, one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. It is atrocious. He has absolute D2 college players out there (laughs) at receiver. And I'm critical of his decision-making. I'm critical of his talent. I still don't think he has the top-end elite-type talent that we would want as a quarterback. But that man is tough, and he gives us a chance to win. And that's all he can ask for sometimes. And and so I got to give him credit. You know, he he clearly turned his ankle pretty bad. He stayed in there. Um, he makes He's in a walking boot after the game. He makes some plays when he can. And yeah, so so kudos to Ryan Tough as Nails Tannehill <laughs> for that win against the Colts. Ryan Tough as Nails Tannehill. That's pretty good. I mean, he his re- like his record with us, and especially against the division since he took over is we could have a, we could have Matt Ryan back there he we was could, awful we could have Carson Wentz back there that that interception that Matt Ryan threw to David Long was oh my gosh terrible so i'm sitting there and <laughs> so there's bad. like four Colts fans um like two rows ahead of me and they start yelling at Matt Ryan like you bum <laughs> pull him pull him rick <laughs> or right it was funny. They were they're out on Matt Ryan. What did just and put in Sam Ellinger? Is I that, just think they're sick of watching Matt, Matt Ryan. That their quarterback decisions, like to have a different quarterback each year, has just not been working for them. No, it hasn't. Um, also, can we stop hearing from the rest of the NFL how great the Colts roster is? Yeah, and I how great Chris Ballard is. I would love to. Like they're not we. We have a better roster than they do when everybody's healthy, I think. I mean, really, seriously. I don't understand why every year we get – the entire league gets so excited about the Colts and then they come out. I wouldn't, mind, I wouldn't mind a few of their receivers. I wouldn't mind a few of their receivers. Or their oh, honestly, linemen. Alec Pierce in the second round, phenomenal pick. I yeah, mean, he didn't get the ball solid. a lot, but he was, he was open a lot. He's getting and open. I, I would so, love to have him on our team. Did uh, – Derek Henry assert his dominance is better than Jonathan Taylor again. Absolutely, 128 yards. I mean, no touchdowns again. So I listened to the what game. What is that? The, Robert's making a face over here. What's that? Well, there's another point I want to make on this. Go ahead. Oh no. Okay. I'm not uh, ready for that. I was listening to the game on the radio, and at the end of the game, Coach Mack and uh, Mike Keith. I mean, couldn't have been raving about Derek Henry more. They're like, look, his stats. You know, 30 carries, 138 yards, or something like that, or 28 yards. 128. And they're just like, that doesn't even show how tough every single yard was. He earned every <laughs> single yard. Yeah, because our they're like, they stacked trash. the box. They were like, I mean, Derrick Henry was making absolutely something out of nothing, pushing the pile. He was like, this team is – they were going – they were pumped. They're like, this team is tough as nails. They kept being like, Jeffrey Simmons, world ankle, he's limping, he's limping, but he's still out there, and he's making <laughs> tackles. And they're like, Tannehill, he's limping back to the sideline, but he's back out there. Like Ben Jones, he's down again, but he's he's back out there. Ben Jones is tough. Too. They were just like going off about how tough this team mentally, physically. They're just going off, 
And I was pumped. I honestly I was pretty excited, even though it was a nineteen to ten win. But <laughs> so the only reason I made this face is because we I, I cannot understand. It was it was not a good face. Why? Basically, well, for, I cannot understand why the Colts did not run the ball with Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, he the, was he he was getting six, seven, eight yards every time he got the football. He was making two or three guys miss. Was, they were down. They, they only they gave them, they, they gave him the ball throw. nine times. He had fifty-eight Are you yards. Nine carries for fifty-eight yards. They had Deion Jackson taking carries. He had Naheem Hines taking carries, and he still had he had seven catches, too. But I mean. I if I was a Colts Didn't this fan, kind of happened last year. Yes, where he wasn't getting the ball, and then like they, they started to really and then feed they, him at the end of the year, and that's when they start winning. Yeah, and they have the highest paid offensive line in the NFL. And does do, uh, they don't run you knowing them. you knowing these stats? Does that potentially um, is that is is a reason why you know all these stats because you have them in. Your that it might be a team? reason, yes. <laughs> yeah, and your base league. I was rooting. I was not uh, playing a very good guy this week, or he had a lot of guys on by, so I wasn't necessarily worried about my win in fantasy, which able enabled me to not have to. Like I was rooting against John, yeah. not rooting against Jonathan Taylor per se, but I was rooting for the Titans over yeah. Jonathan Taylor. You, mm-hmm. you guys who have a fantasy players yeah. that play the Titans, you get I had what I'm Michael saying. Pittman. Okay, he fumbled at the end. So Minus there you two go. Points. So there you go. Who gives a dare? Okay, I'm looking Titans at the stat line. But, but let me say this: when they would put Jonathan Taylor in, I was like scared for the Titan. I yeah. was, and but when they took him out, I was like, okay, let's go. He was looking good. I, I do not know why they don't give him the ball ninety percent of the time. Like it is the, that's that, not our problem to that level. So your whole point about Derrick Henry asserting his dominance over Jonathan Taylor, yes, definitely he was more dominant this game. Is that because of Jonathan Taylor or Derrick Henry, or was that because of coaching? You know, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the stat line, and you know, Jonathan Taylor had ten rushes, which is Deion Jackson had two, Naeem Himes had four, Matt Ryan had one. <laughs> but they, and, how many uh, how many had, pass had, attempts did Matt Ryan have? Forty something. Forty four. See, that's what I was going to say. And then Jonathan Taylor was eight of those targets, so he was involved in the offense. Um, yeah, but I'm a saying, why, but would, also, why would you why, have I agree. Why would you have Matt Ryan throw it 44 times right. when you could have Jonathan Taylor rush it for 30 times? Correct. That was – that was if if the Colts had approached the game that way, I would have been a lot more scared of their offense. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Even though we are a better run defense than pass defense. Absolutely. But Matt Ryan is not good enough to beat us, yeah. in my opinion. That, that, that was just – Okay, it's just a quick thing showing about how uh, I'm just I'm just I'm, I just threw my arms up because it was a massive win. I just <laughs> it was Mongo. It was a Mongo win. <laughs> I yeah, Pettit, Pettit was going to say something, and I just was over here celebrating. Well, so sorry, I was Pettit, just looking about going. how again this is like a first game thing, but you know how the four, uh, the Panthers had McCaffrey involved in every single play, basically uh-huh. offensively. I was looking about how the 49ers used McCaffrey, and he had eight carries and two targets. Well, that was his first game. No, I know. That is his first game. half on the team. I'm just (laughs) – I was just pointing – I just was curious on how – what that looked like compared to Jonathan Taylor. His first – his, like, two days with the team, first game, he's getting eight carries. 
and Jonathan and Taylor, Jonathan Taylor only got ten. He's been there three years. Yeah, so maybe that you know that. Listen, I'm maybe so they're realizing thankful. that Jonathan Taylor's not I'm, that good, and they're like, "Well, I wish we had Derrick Henry." <laughs> Jonathan Taylor's trash. But I don't know why. We're I think they the were ball. just wishing they had Derrick Henry on their team, and then they're like, "Well, let's throw the ball instead." I'm so thankful Henry. they they decided Matt Ryan was going to throw the ball 44 times because. It just plays in our hands. It here's played a, in our hands. Well, here's a question: Does Frank Wright get fired? Uh, I don't know. Probably. I mean, I would. I would imagine it goes more on the GM, and I would imagine. It goes I more mean, they're still three and three and one. They, yeah. I mean, and they always do better I in the second like half Ursay, of the season. Jim Irsay hates the Titans. <laughs> he does. He wants to be the Titans so badly, and they have not. For and you know what I love times. is I. Okay, this is going to come out wrong, but <laughs> I don't know that Amy Adams-Strunk cares. <laughs> like, she definitely cares about winning, and, like, I think she wants to have a good team, and she's a great owner. Yeah, she's an awesome owner. She definitely cares, but, like, if you asked her, like, do you hate the Colts more or, like, the Lions? Yeah, or, like, if we lose, she's like, not. Ah, are we rivals with the Colts? She's not like, over there, like, yeah. you know, beat up about it. Yeah. As much as Jim Irsay would be. Yeah, like specifically against the Colts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think... She likes running in the organization more than she cares about winning. No, no, I think she cares about winning. I'm just saying, like, I don't think she... Like, Jim Irsay is like, we haven't beaten the Titans, you know, since two, three years ago, two years ago, and I hate the Titans, and you guys, the, the Colts have a chance, you fans have a chance to get loud, and we can beat the Titans. Like, you care, he's super passionate, doesn't want to lose to the Titans. Like, he sees it as a huge rivalry. I feel like Amy Adams is like, oh, they're they're a rival, like that. But at the same time, you Amy, don't like why don't since oh, Amy say you don't like us since Amy's been the owner, she hasn't had to experience any like, yeah, like losing hardly. <laughs> I mean, like, especially to the Colts, wait, they beat or us. any or no, any they, division. They beat we, us. Like we we've been dominant since she's been the owner. To when did she take over as owner? Mike uh, Malarkey's year. Yeah, so they've had some. There's been some <laughs> Colts beat beating us. Colts. There's been us. some, but what I'm saying is they, like they they beat us, to keep wise, us out of the playoffs a couple like two years in a row. Division wise, we've game. been barely. We've been a pretty dominant since she's been owner. And listen, she probably really cares. We probably have no idea, but she just doesn't come out in the media. I see what you're or saying. Ever, or yeah. ever make it seem like she's not she's on, super she's, worked up. She's about not it. firing yeah. off tweets about no. How She's not. The, oh, the homestands could be an impact. How was the Euler recognition? That was very that? cool. Chris Johnson came back. Jarrell Casey came back. Keith Bullock. Eddie George was there. Warren Eddie Moon. George. Warren Moon. Yep. Um, they did like they did it by decades or they or by eras, and so there was there was a ton of people back from like 2010 to 2021, and then a good amount of people. Delaney from, Walker. He was there. Okay. I didn't see him on the Jumbotron. Um, but they did like all the way back to like the early 70s or early 80s. And there was like seven guys from that. And we were all like, nobody knows who you are. Great job. <laughs> but that's still, <laughs> that's just, it is very it's cool. The little things like that that I think make Amy such a good owner, especially in the viewpoint of like players, that yeah. they know that they're like, this is like the Titans are their, their home. Yeah. You know what I mean? In terms of like, they put a lot of time and effort into this organization mm-hmm. and. Amy actually recognizes and honors them, where yeah. not a lot of a lot of not a lot of other owners do that. Agreed. Especially Bud didn't. So. Yeah, Bud didn't care. Um, McCordy came back, which was cool to see. And he talked about that on Good Morning Football that he was going to be back. I 
don't understand why this wouldn't be the perfect game to wear the Oilers jerseys. And the like, it's we, a good question. The Titans or the NFL now let's, is letting everybody do a, a throwback helmet, a throwback jersey game. Yeah. Are we not going to do an Oilers? We own the o- Oilers yeah, we logo, should. right? It's not we the could Texans. Do it. Yeah, we could it's do us. it. I don't know. So, I wish we did. We all want it. We all want it. Um, before we wrap up, two two players I want to give props to. One, Ben Jones. We talked about him earlier. The man just, I mean, I, for all we know, he was really hurt and he toughed. He he uh, played through that and toughed it out. He's awesome. He always does that. He's been a staple of the Titans the last few years. And Austin Hooper, his catches came at like the best time. Yes, yep. he yep. huge his, catches. His catch that like I can't even describe really the one where he kind of like pinned it against his wrist. I guess. Yep. That was almost the game. Like yeah. that kind of sealed the game. It did because it gave we kicked the field goal after that to go up nineteen ten. Yeah, I mean that. Like, finally, Austin Hooper does something. So, I would love to see if he starts getting involved. Um, you were predicting Chigo Conquo, Robert. Yep. Which, you're right in the position, um, but not the right person. Yep. So He also didn't score two touchdowns. Correct. Uh, no one scored two touchdowns. No one did. <laughs> no one even scored one other than Andrew Adams. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. Any final thoughts as we wrap up? Yeah. Final thoughts. Just quick, Do you, ha- quick Have hits. we won the division? We have not won the division. I, we're not good enough for me to say we've won the division because we're just two and zero. But. We're two and zero. We're four and two overall, and it would not shock me to see us lose to the Texans next week. And it's it's going to be like that every every game. Afternoon game. Three twenty five. Yeah, it's in the afternoon. Um, a couple of quick hits. My uh, my uncle pointed this out to me, and it's a great point. We have some of the worst. Um, Marketing tagline cheers, I think. Like right now, in stadium. Yes, what their in-game experience is not the best. What they're yelling or what they're what they're you know wanting to say is we run this. Yeah, it's bad. It's not good. Yeah, we, I say we, who who run it. We yeah, who run it? We run this. It's it's just not. Well, it's it. based off like a three six mafia thing. Well, cool. I know, and it's not good. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> I agree. Um, I like tighten up. I think it's it's been there around long enough. To where it's now, you know, some of these things just have to be around a lot. Like they're kind of cheesy at first, but then they get better. Um, but it would be interesting to see if we could explore some different, you know, battle cries. I think the Titans. There's a lot of there's a lot of room for creativity when you bring in like Greek mythology and the Titans, and you know, maybe we can maybe they pay us a consulting fee in the off season. Maybe we put our minds I mean, to they it. They got to do something. Remember, I mean, to bring it back to that Titans Bengals game in the playoffs. I just remember there being little to none of the in-game experience. Yeah. It was just the game. Yeah. And then the one thing I remember them showing was the, you know, they do that clapping your hands thing when you're going into the fourth quarter or something mm-hmm. like that. They're like, come on, Music City, clap your hands. Yeah. And then they're like, like cheer. Like, Get if loud, you're, if, Music City. Yeah, and they're like, cheer if you're a Bengals fan. It's supposed to be crickets. And the Bengals they, cheered. <laughs> and it was right after we threw a pick. And it was like. Of course the Bengals fans are going to be really loud. And then it was like Titans fans cheer. And I was like, well, now I don't want to cheer because the first yeah. thing we threw picks, second, the Bengals fans were louder than us. Ever, <laughs> like ever, it was just like that was terrible timing to play that. Ever since we had the the fire cannons 
at the home opener two years ago and the field caught on fire, I feel like we've really been afraid to experiment. <laughs> like the field caught on fire and then the NFL that week came out and said, no pyrotechnics are allowed at NFL games any longer <laughs> because we set our own field on fire. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully with this new stadium, we can, we can develop the in-game experience. The second sure quick so. hit I wanted to talk about um, around us, there were a bunch of the, the talk for most of the game was amongst PSL ticket holders about what the Titans are going to do in the new stadium. Are they going to let the PSL ticket holders that have had tickets from the night, you know, 1997 season have the same seats or the same area in the new stadium? What are they going to do? And, and one of the prevailing theories at the moment, which is going to be really tough if this is true, is they're just going to give every PSL uh, credit Whatever they paid originally, that's the amount of money they will get credited. And if they want to get PSLs at the new stadium, they have to make up the difference. So, like, Whoa. if you bought a tick, if you bought like four tickets in 1997 for fifteen thousand dollars total, and the, you know one PSL is now like forty grand, then you've got to make up. If you want four tickets, then that's one hundred sixty grand, and you've got to make up. You know, you only get fifteen thousand dollars of credit. I don't know if wow. those numbers are accurate. I'm just like saying, for example, inflation just naturally over the last 30 years, like it's going to be a lot of money for some PSL ticket holders. We may we may be, you know, pushing some historical Titans fans out of their seats, and I don't know if I love that. I think we should we should honor some of the you know the Titans fans who've, you know, their grandfather bought the tickets in 1997 to support the team. Like I want to honor. I would agree. That. So it's something to keep our eye on for the new stadium. Man, well. We will worry about that when that when that happens. I guess that'll be in the process throughout the whole time. Because, yeah, I mean, twenty twenty six is what they were saying. Like, hoping we'll have it by then. Um, maybe by twenty twenty six, the primetime Titans put some heads and money together. And <laughs> maybe by twenty twenty six, the economy's figured their stuff out, to where prices are maybe a little back to normal. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to ever go back to nineteen nineties prices, but <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Um, but yeah, wow! I just massive, massive win. Mongo, Mongo, Mongo win. win, absolutely huge. Titans are four and two, two and zero in the division. Credit to Mike Vrabel. Credit to Mike Vrabel, doing what he can do with whatever we have, which is not much. Pettit, you said you said you're worried about the injury report coming up. Yep, that's going to be scary as it always is. Um, but we did it. We beat the Colts. I did not feel good about the game. We won 19-10. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have the Texans preview for the game coming up. We'll have that later this week. But uh, that's all we got for this one. I'm JG. I'm Pettit. And I'm Robert. And we thank you all. When I was just a baby, my mama told me, son, always be a good boy. Don't ever play with guns. But I shot a man in Reno. Just to watch him die When I hear that whistle blowing I hang my head and